are about to listen to the third and final episode of our three-part Mentor Moments series with Anna Zielinski. If you've not heard the first two episodes, we really want to encourage you to check those episodes out as well. As always, thank you for listening. So, uh, so that, so I signed up for my first 50 mile race and this was in February of 2020. (laughs) So, and my race was scheduled for May of 2020. So then, you know, a few weeks later, the entire world shut down and here we are thrown into a, uh, a pandemic, which, um, is, I mean, I, everybody lived through it. It was just so difficult and so challenging. And I can also say that for a runner, someone who isolates and goes by themselves often is actually, it actually, a lot of people started running during the pandemic, I should say. And so for me, reading to run more, it offered a lot of opportunity for me to do that. Um, And so my race was canceled, but I ran anyway. So I did my training. I um, worked, did follow the same training plan. And so I ended up waiting a week or two after the scheduled race, but I went out and I ran the 50 miles anyway. It was on local trails. I had just a couple friends kind of helping me and it wasn't a race, but, um, but I did it. It was, it was, I had set my mind to it and I did it and it was so empowering. And I really did it sort of in my friend's name for me. And it was this, that I would have loved to have been able to, to help him have that same kind of, of um, accomplishment, I guess. Um, but it felt like I had him kind of along with me during those miles. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess, again, I'm seeing that this theme again of being okay with being in difficult moments, even though they're difficult. I mean, maybe not okay with it again. We don't have a choice again, like how how we're, we're approaching it in a um, quote unquote healthy way or, or, you know, again, maybe seeing the, the silver lining while you're in the moment. Um, and again, I do see this, again, this gradual career life where, you know, each step is setting you up for the next phase, right? Or that, that, that there's this, again, opportunity for you to sort of grow and deepen in, again, in all areas. You know, it's so easy to look back at those moments and say that, right? But when you're in the midst of um, of something challenging or disappointing or um, something not going as you expected it to, it's so hard in those moments to trust that this is one of those moments you might look back on and say, that's exactly what needed to happen right then at that time. Um, but I'm learning to do that. And I some of that is by being willing to do a thing that I don't know is going to go well, that could, you know, I could fall on my face or fail or not do what I accomplished, which actually did happen. Um, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what, if there was a pivotal moment when I decided to sign up for my first hundred mile race, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was as pivotal as when I, when I signed up for my first 50 mile race, but I do remember thinking there was a point where I was like, why not? What else? It was this idea of like, I, I kind of want to see if I could do this. I also have a very, very encouraging running partner friend, someone who looks at me and sees me as so much stronger than I see myself. And so when you have a friend like that, who um, almost in a way was, I feel like maybe how I was with John all those years ago, right? Like looking at 
him and saying, of course you can do that thing. I believe you can do that. This is, that's what my friend did and does for me is looks at me and says, well, of course you can do that. I believe you can do that. But he even goes further and says, even if you can't, won't it be fun to try? <laughs> and so, uh, so I did, I signed up for my first um, hundred mile race and it was a very, very hard race. I don't, I, it was not, I mean, people, people would tell me, don't do that on your first. Don't, don't do love it. It's called love it. It's in uh, Arkansas, Lake Ouachita Vista Park. Um, Lake Ouachita Lake Vista Trail is where it is. It's a love it 100 race. And it happens in late February of, uh, of every year. And it's an evening start. So at 5 p.m., you start and so it, you go through a night first and then you run all day and then you run all night and and usually somewhere in the morning you know two to three in the morning if you take really long time like I had planned to um and so I went off on this adventure was very nervous and I didn't finish there's a thing in uh the ultra running world called a dnf and it's did not finish and I've at the time I I think it was pretty I was I was pretty devastated. I mean, I kind of knew maybe I wouldn't finish because it was a really big undertaking, but at the same time, I was pretty disappointed that I didn't finish. Um, but at the same time, I, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it was like, I did, I tried this big thing, this big thing. I had no idea if I was going to be able to finish. I had no idea if what I was doing was crazy. I had no idea if, if I, my training was good enough or if I had the mental capacity to keep going when I wanted to quit. I didn't know what to expect. And so I learned so much. I made it 68 miles. I, my other knee gave me trouble that time um, that I had, you know, had to rehab, but it, it was, it was an incredible experience and it got me excited about keeping trying, trying, keeping to try the, this hundred mile so out of reach kind of absurd distance that that runners ultra runners and trail runners go after yeah i'm thinking back to what your what you said about your running partner and that you know the idea if we take out the thing that we fear the most then okay yeah what if i don't finish right. well, what if i don't get the job what if what if i don't whatever hit this well are my loved ones going to love me less or am I going to be less of a person? Is that going to be on my, my headstone when I die? You know, like, no, you're, you're going to be again, like you're saying, you're going to be a person who tried, right? You're going to be a person who kept trying to again, push yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think if, so I, I think that I had sort of become this person who is going to trust that whatever is meant to be will be. And I'm obviously going to push as hard as I can to finish that race or um, prepare as best I can and not just, you know, say, oh, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be, but rather trust the universe and know that the universe is on my side. Well, we're waiting. What's next? <laughs> well, so, so then I thought, okay, I didn't finish that race. My, well, no, actually I'd, I was already signed up for another one. Oh, I forgot about that. So, but before I started Love It, maybe a week or two before another race, a hundred mile race in Arkansas opened and I signed up for it um, because I was afraid it was going to sell out because of everybody carrying over from uh, 2020. And so I already had it on my calendar. So I had no, I kind of had no choice, but to continue training and um, going after that finish. And so long story short, I didn't finish that one either. <laughs> uh, I made, I, 
I think I made that. Oh, I made, I went 65 miles for the first one. It's so funny because at the time I knew exactly how far I went. And now it's kind of like, well, I went far, but not as far, but I, I went about 65 miles the first one. And this one, it was about 68, 68 miles. And honestly, it's a race. I looking back and everybody says this, but looking back, I feel like I could have finished, you know, I, I, I know what went wrong. I, I kind of know what, what happened. Um, and I, I, I really think that if I had just pushed a if I just gone back out there, I, there's, there's, I, I listened to a podcast once on, um, on a hidden brain NPR hidden brain. And it was, it talked about this idea of this hot, cold empathy gap. And the theory is that a person can't, we cannot empathize with ourselves in the midst of a decision that we made after the fact. So I, what, so basically the theory is I really can't empathize with myself in that moment who made that decision because I'm, I've got all my other thought processes and, and ideas about that situation. So I, of course, looking back, I'm saying I could make a different decision, but in the moment I made the decision that I made and that's just the way that it is. Um, and so, I mean, and that one was really difficult. That DNF was difficult for me. It hit me a little harder than the other. So that, that was two. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Like, maybe this isn't, this isn't the right, the right thing for me. Maybe hundred milers aren't for everybody. And, and it, I'm just not, it's not what is meant to be for me. Um, but then I made friends with another gentleman with, with ALS and this gentleman had been an athlete and uh, worked out often, was just in uh, athletic, he was a pro athlete, so very, very good shape. Um, and we started working together and slowly over time, I watched his body physically shrink. I mean, his he was very muscular and his muscles physically shrunk and he could no longer do the things that we can do. He couldn't walk, he couldn't uh, use his hands. He was having trouble breathing. I mean, it was all the, the progression that goes along with ALS, but he coached me in a lot of ways. I would talk to him about my racing and talk to him about my running. And he, he was like, don't quit don't, I mean, it was just this very, very mentor coaching kind of, um, friendship that we had as, as I provided help to him as he coped with his disease, he certainly provided support to me as I kind of coped with, can I be this, this, can I, can I do this, this, uh, this sports goal that I have. Uh, and in fact, so I did sign up for another race. I signed up to do the love it race again. So the first, the one that I DNF the first time I was like, I might as well go back and try that mountain race again. What have I got to lose? Right. I have this body that works. Um, I have this idea that I could finish. I have the experience of being there before. Um, I have all, all of the things and I carried a picture of my friend in my pack and uh, when I would think that I couldn't keep going, I'd put my hand on that and remember what it was like for him who he couldn't even lift a remote control, you know, and change the channel on his television. I remember he told me once he would do anything just to walk across the room, let alone run in the, out in the woods on a trail. And so as I'm, you know, out there suffering, uh, struggling to keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'd put my hand on that picture and just think about what that would have been, what that must've been like for him and how meaningful it would have been for him to be out there doing, doing what I was doing and how lucky, gen, genuinely lucky I was to be there, even though it was by far the hardest thing I've, I've ever done. Um, and I didn't finish that one either, <laughs> but which I, I, uh, I actually sustained a pretty significant injury. I made it, but I didn't quit. I made it 82 miles 
And uh, I had to start walking around 35 or so. I injured my hip. Um, and I, but it never, I never thought about quitting. At no point I was like, I will drag this body across the finish line uh, if that's what it takes. And so I ended up missing a cutoff. So there's a certain time you have to get to an aid station in order for them to let you keep going. And I was too slow for that because I'd injured my hip. And I didn't know it at the time, but I injured my hip really significantly and needed to end up having surgery on it. Um, but it, I, I finished the 82 miles of that race and I did exactly what I went there to do. I kept going. I, it I kept, I, I did what I went there to do. And at no point have I ever, ever thought I shouldn't have gone even when, you know, six weeks afterwards, I'm still have hip pain and I have to go get an MRI and do all these tests and find out I had a labral tear and that it required surgery, all of that. It was it was exactly what needed to happen. Um, and I told, I mentioned this story before, but there was something about the struggle, right? We live in this world where everything is convenient, where no matter what as human beings, we're going to default to convenience. Our bodies are always going to try to make us to be comfortable. That's just what's going to happen. And we live in a world that we're getting a lot better at doing that for humans, right? But that's not really in our nature. And our, our nature is to be challenged, is to feel challenged and to, to struggle. And when I came, I when after the race, I came back to the little cabin we were staying in and I went to bed, but I woke up the next morning and I took a shower and I was standing in the bathroom. I brushed my teeth. I was warm. I had all my, you know, warm clothes on, was clean. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I missed being out on the trail. Like I just, I, I, it was icy and my gloves had been covered with ice. I was freezing. It was raining. It was dark. It was misty. You couldn't really see much of anything with my headlamp. Um, and I stood there and I missed it. I just wanted to be back there. And I thought that's weird. <laughs> I even at the time I was like, why would I miss that? You know, why, why, why am I standing here in my comfort and I'm missing the struggle and I'm still kind of exploring that, you know, I'm still kind of wondering, like, like, what is it about that feeling like I'm working hard towards something and, and in that struggle, not sure what that's all about, but. Well, and I know we're sort of getting closer to present time and, and so you're still sort of, you know, I mean, you're just starting to run again after surgery and, and sort of. But I guess in hearing that story and knowing we're sort of your sort of present day, I guess I'm going to ask you a question that you said. Well, um, what what is satisfaction for you? Like, what what is how do how what is there a point where where maybe you've already said it? But I guess I'm going to let there. I know I asked this sort of unprompted. What is, what does satisfaction look like? It's kind of like content, right? Like where, and you know, it's funny because I I feel like maybe chasing these races and chasing that hundred mile distance was this idea of when I get there, this, you know, something will happen. I don't didn't know what, but you know, it was like, maybe if I accomplish that hundred mile distance, something will happen. And, and it sort of became looking back. I didn't realize that at the time, but it sort of became at the time, very tunnel vision for me. You know, when I didn't finish the first one, I already had the second one on the calendar. So I had to train for that one. And by the time I didn't finish that one, I wasn't injured. I could have keep training. I was like, well, I've, you know, sign up for this next, this next one in a few months. I was very tunnel vision and it, you know, I'm a full-time working mom with 
two kids and I'm running 60, 70 miles a week. And it was not healthy, you know, but I didn't see that at the time. Um, but this having the surgery was a huge, hard reset. I had no choice. I couldn't run. And not only could I not run, I couldn't really do much anything. I had to sit on the couch. I had no choice, but to be present, to sit in my, in my house with my family, which I love, I love very much, but I had to face what I maybe was kind of trying to run away from a little bit. Right. Like there, there was thing, there were things that, that were not fulfilling. I wasn't that I needed in my life that I didn't know how to ask for, or I didn't have the language around, or I didn't slow down long enough to even recognize that I needed and wanted that this hard reset did for me. And I would never, ever, ever trade it for anything ever. I know you, you said this before, and I don't want to take, oh, again, I guess I am. I'm taking the, the, the sort of the sail out of the wind here a little bit, but one of your things you said before is you're learning to trust the universe. And so maybe that's sort of this moment, right? That, that whether it's your, you know, somebody who's listening to this is, is religious and it's sort of a, you know, a God doing this or your, your faith or, or the universe there, there is somebody saying, you know, there is, there is good in being in place or being happy with where you're at. Again, whether again, like you said, whether you're chasing, facing a challenge, or well, I guess this is still facing a new challenge. Like, okay, I can't train, I can't do this. Is I, you know, again, the the reset. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know that I have an answer to that other than I, you know, I think that I've with you know work with uh, my husband, my partner, who I love so much, and our our journeying together of being present and deciding what we need from each other and from our family and from our, what the, this little life that we've created. Um, you know, I, I know there's a way running fits back in. Uh, you mentioned that I'm running again, but I ran one time and I'm, I can want, run for one minute and then I have to walk for a minute and then run for a minute, walk for a minute. And I do that for, it's going to be a very slow build back is my point. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, um, how running fits into that. I know that it does and I know that it will. And I know that I will reach for another really super long distance again. I know I will. It's just in my nature. I know I'll do it. Uh, I don't know if I'll finish. I mean, you know, that's, that's not the goal anymore. It really isn't. I mean, hopefully one day I will, because I think that getting that hundred mile finish will, will do something for me, but the, the journey toward it and the excitement of trying is honestly just as much fun. <laughs> I think, I don't know though. I say that now, maybe it'll be different when I actually finish one, but um, yeah. I don't know where this fits in and I'm, I'm being a little bit of a, a voyeur. Cause I, I, you know, we're, we're doing this via zoom and I can look into Anna's room and she has a sign uh, on her wall. that says, wake up and be awesome. I mean, how, like if that's not telling, you know, that just something of who you are again, of this whole, again, a positive mindset, a positive, you know, perspective. So I, I guess I just wanted to share that with the viewers a little bit that they're, that, yeah. My husband actually bought that and picked that out and I didn't even know. So <laughs> that was his doing, but I again you're perfect, it. right? You're you're a good combo together, as you as you yeah. said. So but I think you know, you mentioned this about content and being feeling content. And it just I it's such a difficult thing to wrap your head around because how how can you simultaneously 
reach for growth, face challenges, reach for excitement, and also be content with where you are. And I think that's where what you're, what you're, what you mentioned is like kind of taking those risks, being vulnerable, and also knowing that no matter how it turns out, you're prepared and ready and can, and can face exactly what that, what that is. So then when you know in yourself that you'll be content, no matter what happens, then you have no risk. There's, there's no reason not to, there's no reason to not take that risk and not say the thing you need to say and not do the vulnerable thing that you feel in your heart you have to do because you know no matter what you will be content with what happens after that i mean i think we can make that podcast one minute long and just listen to it have that on replay right i mean that i mean that if that's not the take home if that's not you know something that we should all reflect on and listen to and maybe that a mantra you know it's not necessarily the outcome it's the the process again the outcome could be awesome but it's okay i'm willing to put myself out there i'm willing to try i'm really to stretch i'm tri- i'm willing to grow regardless of the outcome yeah and you know there's this other thing that i've that i'm thinking about so like this idea that everything happens for a reason. I really don't like that idea because I, I really, because there are some things that are just terrible. Like ALS is a horrible disease. It, it, there, it would be very, it would be very hard to find something positive. It's, it's an awful disease that takes away a person's ability, ability to do the things that they love to speak, to breathe. I mean, it's just, and so to it would it doesn't seem fair for me to put some sort of positive spin on on any tragedy that a person might be experiencing i have friends who've lost their young children you know and they and people well-meaning people say things like oh it happened things happen for a reason um and i really i i don't believe that i don't believe that bad things happen to people to teach a person something i really don't think that's true um it's been my experience and, and, you know, everyone really is different. It has been my experience that I've been able to look back at the bad things that have happened to me. And, um, I guess do something to make it feel like it meant something to me or that it somehow was worthwhile, but I don't know that I could, I don't know how I would approach it if it was something like an ALS diagnosis or a loss of a child or something like that. I don't know what that would be like. And so, yeah, it's hard for me to, to, um, to do those two things, to have this positive sort of outlook while also empathizing with people that maybe may not be able to get there. I mean, look at my friend who, who knew he couldn't, he knew that there was nothing he could do to make his ALS diagnosis mean something for him. And so he made a decision that made sense to him. And so I believe that, that people have uh, have that, that right to do with what they're handed. Um, I've just found that this is what works for me. There's a, it might've, no, you know what it was my, it was in, do you remember that podcast that you sent me once? It was about grit. It was in that podcast where they talked about this concept of when you, uh, the, one of the reasons we like to go and see things like the, uh, you know, a Broadway show or, a ballet, or we like to see people who do these incredible feats of strength or, or performance or drama or whatever, um, is because it, cre- it does, it, we can sit in our seat and watch them 
and and only see the end product, right? Only see what they are kind of showcasing us. Um, but what we don't see is all of the work and time and struggle and all of that um, that goes into that. And it sort of does create this kind of separation and this sort of reasoning to say, well, I, I and, and like they have this natural ability or natural talent when you see them in this one specific showcasing place, rather than sort of recognizing everything that, you know, the hours of work that goes into that and the many, many falls and uh, kind of like, I mean, social media is another way to, you know, you see the highlight reel, right? Like, you know, I said at the beginning that we look back at our story and we pick the pieces that we want to tell. Right. Like I'm probably and 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 that we want to remember and that stand out to us um, here in this public forum, even though this feels very vulnerable, I may not share the same things I would if I was sitting on the couch with my best girlfriend, you know, sharing our our struggles and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's important to keep that peace in mind that in many ways, this is my highlight reel. It's what I've decided to share. But there's depth to that that can't be captured in a in a podcast. Anna, we can't thank you enough for being on Mentor Moments, for helping us kick off season two. We so appreciate uh, you, again, sharing your story with us, being being vulnerable. Um, again, I, I am certain, you know, people can pick out things and, and feeling inspired and, and motivated. And uh, again, thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me and for creating this space for me to be able to tell my story. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>